0: a conference star coming back to school, schedule news, and transfers. All that and more next on Locked on ACC. Portions of the day's programming are reproduced by means of electrical transcriptions or tape recordings. Yes, that's right. It is Locked on ACC Monday, June 1st, 2020. I am Brian Wilmer. I'm your host. So glad you're along for the ride with us. Reminder, Locked on ACC Brought to you today and every day by Built Bar, the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. If you want to try some, visit builtbar.com and enter promo code Locked On at checkout. Get ten dollars off your first order. Again, builtbar.com promo code Locked On. A lot to get to today. We'll start with some conference news and a pretty big player note that came out earlier today. Amir Sims, the Clemson forward withdraws his eligibility from the NBA draft and will return for his senior year. Sims, an all-ACC performer last year, averaged 13 points a game as a junior, also averaged 7.2 boards a game, a little shy of three assists per game, an impact player for the Tigers, and he will return for his senior season. A lot of news sources had it first. I do have to point out the great Tim Bure, though. The Clemson SID Emeritus and one of the main sources for this program mentions that Sims is the only player in Clemson history to lead the team in scoring, rebounds, and assists in the same year. It's a pretty storied history of Clemson basketball and Amir Sims the first guy to pull that off. He will be back in orange and white for his senior season next year. No word yet on any other ACC players that were eligible for the draft or made themselves eligible for the draft that will be coming back, but Sims announced earlier today he will be returning to Clemson, which is significant for them. Also significant, we'll be talking about transfers on today's program, but one that we wanted to break because it happened fairly recently. Davian Williamson, the 6'2 guard from East Tennessee State, an all-Southern Conference performer, he will be transferring to Wake Forest following his coach Steve Forbes from East Tennessee To Wake Forest, Williamson actually from Winston-Salem, went to Winston-Salem prep last year, averaged 10.4 points a game, two rebounds a game, a little bit shy of three assists a game for his career. Two seasons at East Tennessee, started 30 games out of 67 in which he appeared, averaged 10 points a game as a buck, also pulled in two rebounds a game, dished out about two and a half dimes per game. He's a big addition for a Wake Forest team that has needed some firepower in that backcourt. They'll get it with Williamson returning home. He'll play for Steve Forbes. I also wanted to talk about some college basketball scheduling news because, again, we're looking forward on this program. That's the whole point of this. We want to be optimistic. It's about that time we start thinking about fall sports, whether it's football or whatever, and then we get into winter sports. Basketball is one of those sports that we're starting to look forward to. And there's a lot of scheduling news that's been coming out regarding college basketball. Earlier today, it was announced Pittsburgh will be hosting Gardner-Webb in basketball this coming season. The running Bulldogs last year, 16-16 under Coach Tim Kraft, 11-7 in Big South play. But they're one year removed from being Big South champions. They were 23-12 and 12 in the 2018-19 season, 11-6 and 6 in Big South play. Their first ever NCAA appearance came against the Virginia Cavaliers, the eventual national champions. The Running Bulldogs played the Cavaliers quite well for a decent portion of that game. Eventually wound up falling, as you all know. The Panthers, the third ACC opponent on Gardner-Webb's schedule for this fall, with the Running Bulldogs already having games with Virginia and Duke announced. So another ambitious schedule for Tim Kraft's Running Bulldogs. Uh, I keep up with them outside of ACC duties, and that's a common thing for Gardner-Webb. Some additional ACC scheduling news. According to Clemson's website, their holiday hoopsgiving event with Alabama will take place in Atlanta at State Farm Arena that Sunday, December 20th. So if you're wanting to watch Clemson-Alabama basketball, the Sunday before Christmas In Atlanta at State Farm Arena. More ACC scheduling news. Boston College in Rhode Island will have a home-and-home starting next season in Chestnut Hill. That from John Rothstein. Also, Louisville added Southern University to its schedule. The Cards, of course, have a game with Kentucky that is slated, as always. Rothstein also mentions that Kentucky and Notre Dame will be starting a multi-year series. They'll be playing in a neutral site in 2021, but this year they'll play at Rupp, then they'll play at South Bend in 2022. Stadium's Jeff Goodman reports that Clemson will go back to the Charleston Classic coming up in 2021. The only other teams announced for that tournament thus far, Marquette, West Virginia, Temple, Boise State, and St. Bonaventure, so an interesting field there. Pittsburgh also, in addition to Gardner-Webb, adds Morgan State, to its schedule for 2020 and 21. Also, another fairly big ACC scheduling note, Georgia Tech basketball playing at UAB that December 23rd, which is a Wednesday, two days before Christmas. As Andy Kennedy, the new Blazer coach, mentions this, the first ACC opponent to visit Bartow Arena in seven years. Josh Passner and crew will head to Birmingham December 23rd. One other ACC scheduling update that we've been made aware of. Also, thanks to Rothstein and the date finalized by our friends over at the D1 Docket, USC Upstate will play Florida State, USC Upstate from the Big South Conference. That game, December 16th in Tallahassee. So some scheduling news starting to fall into place as we get all of these schedules nailed down finally. Start to figure out who's playing where. We'll take a look at some of the intriguing non-conference matchups at the ACC has ahead some games already that as has been pointed out already our good friend Jaden over Daily Dose of Hoops mentions that the Pitt game is winnable for Gardner-Webb winnable sure there will be some challenges Gardner-Webb for instance without Jose Perez the player who was picked last year to be the Big South player the year before the season started left the team for personal reasons he's now transferred over to Marquette Gardner Webb also lost Nate Johnson, the star guard, to Xavier as a grad transfer. They do still have quite a bit of firepower, though. It'll be interesting to watch them play at Pittsburgh. Gardner Webb's been loading up with ACC opponents in the past Virginia Tech, North Carolina, et cetera, et cetera. Now, this year, they play at Virginia at Duke at Pittsburgh. More scheduling news as we have it. Also, more incoming and outgoing player news as we have it. Still, like I say, nothing on Jay Huff or any of the Duke players or anyone else who declared for the NBA draft. But as we get that news, we'll bring it to you. We'll take a look at some of the players coming into the ACC as transfers. We already mentioned Davian Williamson. Got a lot more names for you. Coming up next on Locked on ACC. First, though, I wanted to talk to you again about our friends over at Built Bar. We had a chance to meet the people behind Built Bar. They're good people They have a great business model going on over there. And like I say, if you want to buy things, you want to buy from people that you like, that you can trust. We've talked to you about the customers and what they think of Bilt Bar. Five-star reviews as far as the eye can see. They clearly like the product and they like the people from whom they're buying it. So take their word for it. Also, if you're looking for some idea of what you're getting in terms of taste from Bilt Bar, we've told you how great these things taste But I wanted to focus on two brownie-centric flavors. Peanut butter brownie. If you're a peanut butter person like I am, I'm a complete peanut butter addict. Peanut butter brownie, 20 grams of protein, 170 calories, only 3 grams of sugar, and 3 grams of net carbs. If you're like me and you're a constant snacker, you have a sweet tooth, can't really go wrong there. Also, mint brownie. If you like that combination of mint and chocolate... 15 grams of protein, 110 calories, 4 grams of sugar, and 5 grams of net carbs. It's like you're eating a candy bar, but with none of the guilt from eating a candy bar. If you go to builtbar.com right now, use our promo code locked on. You'll get $10 off your first order. Again, promo code locked on at builtbar.com for $10 off your first order at builtbar.com. It is Monday, May 1st. This is Locked On ACC. I'm Brian Wilmer. I'm your host. We're talking about. Players that are going to be coming into the ACC. We talked about last week the players that would be exiting the conference. Now we have some players who are joining your favorite team. So if you're starting to make plans for the season, trying to figure out who will be playing in your team's favorite uniforms, let's give you some of those names. Starting with Boston College, they add a number of players. James Karnick, the first one we will bring up a 6'9", 250-pound center. Transfer from Lehigh, Karnick. Last year, played in 22 games, started 18 at Lehigh, averaged 12.2 points a game, snagged 7.2 rebounds a game, also recorded an assist, a steal, and a block per game. Carnick for three years at Lehigh, 83 games, 78 starts, averaged 9.3 points a game, six and a half boards per game. So he'll add some size down in the paint for BC, who lost a number of players from last season, particularly Jarius Hamilton and several others. Rich Kelly, a point guard, also joins the Eagles from Quinnipiac. The 6'1, 175 pound point guard last year played in 30 games, started all 30, averaged 16.7 points a game, 2.6 rebounds a game, dished 4.5 dimes per game. Three seasons at Quinnipiac, started 86 of the 89 games in which he appeared, averaged 13.6 points a game, 4.6 assists per game, and nearly a steal per game. So we're talking about adding that size dimension for Boston College. Kelly adds that scorer, that playmaker, that assist creator that they've needed in the backcourt. They both come in with a year of eligibility remaining. They'll add that veteran presence as well, which is key. Also, another veteran presence joining the Eagles. Fred Scott, a 6'8", 230-pound forward, joins the Eagles from Ryder. Last year at Ryder, played in 30 games, started 29 Averaged 12.6 points a game, 5.2 boards a game. Also, nearly an assist and a half per game. Roughly a steal or so per game. A little bit shy of that. Blocked a shot or two here or there. Scott played three seasons at Ryder. Averaged just over 12 points in all of those seasons. Started his career at DePaul before transferring to Ryder. Scott will bring another post-presence for the Eagles who have sorely needed that post presence. Patrick Tapay, a very highly mentioned transfer player who's coming from Columbia to Duke. It originally appeared as though he was coming from Columbia to Duke, then backed out, then came back in. He's a 6'10", 220-pound grad transfer. Last year, 21 of the 27 games in which he appeared for Columbia were starts, 11.3 points a game, 5.9 rebounds a game. 1.4 assists, a steal, 1.3 blocks per game. A very productive player last season, coming off of two seasons in which he wasn't as productive, but still he does bring a lot of size to the Duke lineup. Again, a 6'10", 220-pound forward, 69 games at Columbia, 46 starts, averaged 6.9 points a game, 5.1 rebounds, nearly an assist and a steal per game, and a little over a block per game. A transfer situation you don't see all that often. Going from Georgia to Georgia Tech, Rodney Howard, a 6'11", 245-pound center. He played one season as a Bulldog, played in 24 games, started two, averaged 1.3 points a game, 1.5 rebounds a game. But again, a young player with a lot of size will bring that dimension to Georgia Tech, which they really badly need. The Yellow Jackets also pick up Kyle Sturdivant. A 6'3", 200-pound guard, a former four-star recruit transferring from USC, played one season as a Trojan, played in 21 games, did not start, averaged two points a game, a little over a rebound and an assist per game. He'll be going from USC to Georgia Tech to add a little bit of guard depth for the Yellow Jackets. The big one, when you start talking about big-name transfers, arguably the biggest one out there, and there are several, Carleek Jones. Big South Player of the Year goes from Radford to Louisville as a grad transfer. The Cincinnati Native had many star turns as a Highlander. Now he'll go west and join the Cardinals. 6'1-180 is Jones. Last year, 20 points a game for Carlique Jones. A little over five rebounds a game, five and a half assists per game, almost a steal and a half per game. Just a stat stuffer, as I've called him in three years of covering him, a cheat code, because that's essentially what he is. He's one of those guys who seems to make these ridiculous shots at ridiculous times in the game, just a clutch player, and an avid defender, a guy that you have to account for everywhere on the floor. Don't worry about his size. He's somebody who's fearless. He will go to the basket with reckless abandon. He can hit big shots, as we mentioned, and he'll be big for that Louisville team. 99 games as a Highlander, started 87, averaged 15.7 points a game, 4.7 rebounds a game, 4.7 dimes per game, and almost a steal and a half. For those of you who are Cardinal fans, trust me, you are getting a guy you will love in Carleek Jones. The Cardinals also add Charles Minland, a 6'4", 208-pound guard, transferring from San Francisco, played three seasons At USF last year, 14.4 points a game, 4.7 rebounds, nearly two assists per game, a steal per game. Three years at USF, 98 games, 80 starts, averaged 13 points a game, 3.8 rebounds a game, an assist and a half per game, and nearly a steal per game. So two big guard pickups as grad transfers for the Cardinals, who have had some guard concerns before. They'll slot in nicely in Louisville. Elijah Olanayi, a 6'5", 203-pound forward, goes from Stony Brook to Miami. A big year for him last year, 18 points a game as a junior at the America East School. Averaged 6.5 rebounds a game, 2.1 assists a game, 1.6 steals a game. Three years there, 91 games, 64 starts. Averaged 12.5 per game, 5.4 boards, 1.5 assists, and 1.1 steals per game going from Stony Brook to Miami. Some more fairly significant transfer names, Trey Wirtz, the 6'4", 185 guard, the Charlotte native transferring from Santa Clara to Notre Dame. Wirtz, two seasons at Santa Clara. Last year, a big win for him, 11.9 points a game, about as big as his freshman season. 3.9 assists per game, 3.5 rebounds a game, Wurtz also, as a freshman, had a big season. And in two seasons at Santa Clara, 62 games, 58 starts, averaged 12 points a game, 4.3 assists a game, 3.2 rebounds a game, nearly a steal per game. A very smart guard, a very cerebral kid. He'll fit in well at Notre Dame. Alan Griffin, a 6'5 guard, transferring from Illinois to Syracuse last year as an Illini. Griffin, 8.9 points a game, mostly off the bench, 4.5 rebounds a game, 0.6 assists, 0.5 steals per game. Griffin played in 28 games last year, started one, 58 games at Illinois in his career, started two, averaged 5.8 points a game, three rebounds a game, a half an assist and nearly half a steal per game. He's headed over to Syracuse. Rice's Trey Murphy heads to Virginia, the 6'8", 200-pound guard, the Durham native. Last year at Rice, Played in 29 games, started 23, 13.7 points a game for Murphy. Five and a half rebounds, a little over an assist per game, nearly a steal per game, about a half a block per game. He's a very athletic player, but he's not a post player necessarily. He's more of a guy who'll be out on the perimeter, uh, guarding out there, shooting out there, driving to the basket, that kind of guy. Uh, In two seasons as an owl, 61 games, 25 starts. averaged 10.9 points a game, four rebounds a game dished a dime per game and recorded nearly half a steal and half a block per game as a rice owl. He's headed to Virginia. Many more incoming transfers that we'll tell you about. Those names coming up next right here on Locked on ACC. Before we get to that, though, wanted to welcome a new advertiser to the pod and to the network. wanted to tell you about Rock Auto. If you are an automotive do-it-yourselfer, I am not. I will freely admit I have no automotive repair skills whatsoever, but if you do and you find that you're going to buy parts, a lot of times if you go to one of those chain stores that you see out there, the Advance and AutoZone and all of them, you'll notice that there are different prices for professional mechanics and for do-it-yourselfers. Rock Auto offers you one single consistent price that's reliably low for everybody. They always offer you the lowest price possible. They don't change prices based on the market market. Like other places like Airlines would do. Rockauto.com is for everybody, whether you're a professional or a do-it-yourselfer. There's no membership required, no account login for you to maintain. Rockauto.com is a family business. It serves auto parts customers online. They've been doing it for 20 years. If you go to Rockauto.com, you can shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of different manufacturers, everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, even new mats for your floor. Whether it's for your classic car or your daily commuter, you can get it everything you need in just a few easy clicks, and it's delivered directly to your door. The rockauto.com catalog is unique. It's easy to navigate. You can quickly see everything available for your vehicle and make your choices of brands, specifications, and prices. Best of all, as we mentioned, rockauto.com's prices are always reliably low, and they're the same for everybody. Why would you want to spend up to twice as much for the same parts, especially now when money is so tight? Go to rockauto.com right now. See everything available for you for your car, your truck. When you go to the How Did You Hear About Us box, write in Locked On, L O C K E D space on, into that How Did You Hear About Us box so that they know that we sent you amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. RockAuto.com. Rolling right along here on Locked On ACC. It is Monday, June 1st, 2020. Some more transfer news. Cartier Jara, the 6'4", 190 redshirt junior, going from Kansas State to Virginia Tech. Jara last year, played in 32 games, started 27, 13.3 points a game, 3.8 rebounds a game, 4.2 assists, 1.8 steals. A stat stuffer is Jara. 95 games is a Wildcat, 58 starts, 9.1 points a game, 3.2 rebounds, 2.6 assists, 1.2 steals per contest for Jara will head to Virginia Tech from K-State. So too will Cordell Pencil, a 6'9", 248 redshirt junior forward from Iowa. Played in 96 games as a Hawkeye player. Started 14, 5.9 points a game, 4.3 rebounds, 1.3 dimes. Again, a six nine two forty eight 248 player will be incredibly helpful for Virginia Tech in the paint because they'll need a lot of low post presence. Some more of that low post presence they'll need comes in the form of Keve Aluma, a 6'9", 240-pound transfer from Wofford. His dad, Peter, played at Liberty University, you'll probably recall. His final season at Wofford before the transfer, he played in 35 games, started 34, 6.9 points per game, 6.8 rebounds per game, just a physical low post presence. And again, he'll help the Hokies in that regard because he brings a toughness, he brings a savvy in the paint. And Mike Young will really appreciate that once they get into ACC play. He only averaged 4.8 points a game at Wofford, but he's a guy who's still developing. And I think he works out nicely for that club. Aluma is one of the players who actually transferred in and sat out a year. We'll talk more about some other players who did that here in just a minute. First, though, Jonah Antonio, the 6'5", 175-pound shooting guard from UNLV, transfers to Wake Forest, and Antonio's kind of been around a little bit. He played at Mount St. Mary's, then transferred, then went to UNLV. Now he'll go to Wake Forest. Antonio, in one season at UNLV, played in 25 games, started 13 of those games, averaged 6.9 points a game, 2.4 rebounds, almost an assist, almost a steal per game. He's played in 57 collegiate games, including his time at Mount St. Mary's, started 44, averaged 9.4 points a game. 3.2 rebounds, nearly an assist, a steal, nearly a half a block per game, the 6'5 shooting guard heading to Wake Forest. Another Wake Forest pickup, Ian DuBose, the Houston Baptist transfer, the 6'4", 210-pound shooting guard, three seasons at Houston Baptist for DuBose. Started all but two games last year, averaged 19 points a game, did DuBose. Also pulled in 7.3 rebounds, dished nearly four dimes per game, Almost a steal and a half per contest. For three seasons, as I mentioned, played in 90 games, started 88, averaged 16.1 points a game, 6.2 rebounds a game, 3.1 assists per contest, a steal and a half, and roughly a half a block per game. Big numbers for the 6'4", 210-pound shooting guard, who will be coming from Houston Baptist, to Wake Forest. A couple other names that transferred before last season, And sat out, Makai ashton Langford, the 6'3", 185 junior point guard, former four-star, who transferred from Providence to BC, played in 63 games as a Friar, started seven, averaged four points a game, two assists per game, a rebound and a half per game, and a little over a half a steal per game. Nick Honor, the 5'10 point guard, transferring from Fordham to Clemson, spent a year as a Ram, averaged 15.3 points a game, three dimes, Almost a steal per game. 2.4 rebounds a game, which for a small guard is pretty impressive. And he'll add to Clemson's stable of backcourt players. Few additional names in that same group. Nicer Brooks, 6'11", 240. A center transferring from Cincinnati to Miami. Started 35 of his 37 career games in his final season as a Bearcat. Averaged 8.1 points a game. 6.3 rebounds. One and a half blocks. Also, some assist and steal numbers in there as well. Brooks only 4.4 points for his collegiate career, but he really came on in his third season at Cincinnati. Thomas Allen Jr. going from Nebraska to NC State, played two seasons as a Husker player, his second season being the most impressive, played in 29 games, started 25, 8.7 points a game, 2.8 rebounds, two assists, 1.3 steals per contest. He'll help out in that NC State backcourt Six one one eighty for Thomas Allen. Cormac Ryan, a six five one ninety former four star point guard, going from Stanford to Notre Dame. So another guard heading from the West Coast to South Bend. Played in one season at Stanford, twenty four games started, seventeen averaged eight point seven points a game, three point five rebounds a game, nearly two dimes per contest and a steal per for Cormac Ryan. Headed to Notre Dame. Also Ethel Horton a 6'3 185 point guard going from Delaware to Pittsburgh one season for Horton as a blue hen 13.2 points a game 3.1 boards 1.6 dimes and a steal per contest and the big name Sam Hauser at least among this group 6'8 225 going from Marquette to Virginia three seasons at Marquette the last one a big one 14.9 points a game for Hauser 7.2 boards 2.4 assists little over half a steal and a half a block per game. Three seasons at Marquette for Hauser. Played in 101 games, started 96. 12.7 points a game, six boards, 2.2 assists per game. And he will greatly help Virginia in several spots where they need that help. So there's a look at some of the transfer players who will be coming into ACC schools. We talked on last Wednesday's show about some of those who will be leaving ACC schools. So if you're starting to make plans for your favorite team, wanting to find out, who will be added to the roster, there are some names for you. Also, as we wind down here, one big piece of news that came out Monday afternoon. Dabo Sweeney had a Zoom call with media, and on that call, he announced that star wideout Justin Ross will miss the year. He will be having surgery on Friday. He has congenital fusion and a bulging disc. He apparently is feeling well, but is still at risk of injury. So he will not play this season, will undergo surgery. Still quite a few weapons for that Clemson offense, but it hurts not having a star like Justin Ross as a wideout for Clemson's arsenal. So a big news item there for those of you who are Clemson fans, fans of another ACC school, Justin Ross will miss the season due to injury. And That'll bring to a close today's episode of Locked on ACC. You can tweet the program. We are at LockedOnACC. You can also email us, LockedOnACC at gmail.com. If there's something you want to hear on the show, any ideas for content that you'd like us to go over, please bring those to us. Also, any voice memos that you'd like us to play, keep them short, keep them clean. You can hear your voice on this program if there's anything you want to contribute as far as thoughts on the ACC coming up. Also, you can tweet me individually. I am at Sports Matters. I would love to hear from you. And as always, if you think that what you've heard provided you value, please like, rate, share, follow, subscribe. We would love to grow our network, and we can only do it with your help. So if you like what you hear, if you don't like what you hear, and you want to tell people to come after us, do that too. But please do share with your social network. Every little bit helps. Also, if you like what you hear, check out our other conference shows right here on the Lockdown Podcast Network. We have shows for the ACC, which you're hearing right now the SEC, the Big 12, and the Big 10. We'll be back here on Wednesday with another program. But until then, I am Brian Wilmer. This has been Locked on ACC for Monday, May 1st, 2020. Thanks so much for joining us. We'll see you back here Wednesday. Take care.